everyone. I'm Gilly. And I'm Alozier. And well, welcome to... A Cast of Thousands, <laughs> the podcast about podcasts. How meta. And laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's definitely about laughing. Yes. So we're here to tell you about some of the things we've listened to in the last week. Favorite episodes and yep. new and notable mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Things that are new to us. They might be new to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe and you already know all about them. In that case, maybe you should be doing a podcast about podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> or you can send us your recommendations. That's right. And we'll right. give you all the info for that at the end of the show. Even better. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, and I think we have a little bit of news, or at least uh, news in and around the podcasting world to share, so stay tuned. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start with actually an interesting, there's a really short-form podcast that I listen to a lot, and I don't I think I might have mentioned it once on the show, but Retropod by the oh, Washington yeah. Post. I think you've mentioned it. Yeah. I don't listen to it, yeah. but tell so, me yeah, all about shout it. Shout out another newspaper, because, you know, newspapers need the shout out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Washington Post does a series called Retropod. It's a daily podcast. They do it, like, their episodes are usually around five minutes on average. Yeah. And, like, the one I listened to this week was even shorter. It was three minutes. So, but... They pick a topic that usually has been covered by the paper earlier, but you know, sort of based on the date or at least the time of year or whatever, the topic is timely. And so this particular episode was about International Women's Day itself, actually, and it was the story of the woman who coined the term glass ceiling. Mm. You know, she was actually at a... It was in the 70s, and she was at a women in business or a women's expo and was uh, speaking on a panel. And, you know, during that panel discussion, she, you know, basically came up or brought up, you know, quote, stated the term glass ceiling. And it hit me in a couple levels because it's it was kind of like, wow, this is something that, you know, a term that itself I took for granted and didn't think of of having, like, an origin point as such and just kind of was – to be, you know, it was like, oh, looking at this is actually now thinking of it as accepted fact, but actually then having an origin point and like there was a time before people were thinking of it yeah. this way. And that the fact that by coining the term, she did, was actually flipping the paradigm or flipping the understanding of the discussion about women's opportunity mm-hmm. in business for advancement and so forth and really kind of saying, you know, the, terming it as this invisible barrier you know, brought on by, you know, sort of the surrounding prevailing culture, society, systems in place and so forth, and really kind of examining it from that level. So I thought, you know, it was just a really powerfully timely episode. And actually, in addition to quoting, the, you know, talking about the history of it, it talks about like, you know, in our modern age or, or mm-hmm. you know, now, like how it's uh, impacting, how it's being referenced and hopefully, the glass ceiling. yeah, the glass ceiling and moving and then moving things forward and hopefully. <laughs> moving things towards actually breaking through it. So, yeah. Great episode. It's three minutes, which I think I took longer to describe <laughs> than the episode like this. So, and, and, it's, and it's a great podcast, especially if you're new to podcasts or you think, ah, I don't really have that much time to commit. I think this one's a great one to put in the feed in general. So, Retropod. Retropod. I will put it in my yeah. feed. Yeah. <laughs> um, my feed bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the, I, I posted, I'm not sure if you saw it, it was a link to a New York Times op-ed about International Women's Day. Mm. It was just so funny. It yeah. was kind of like on this International Women's Day, enjoy these like branded 
items that it was really funny. I'll I yeah. will put a link to it. Okay. But it was like enjoy this eyeshadow palette that's inspired by witches. Oh. Like you know, blah 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 blah. It was nice. really funny. Nice. It was really funny. Right. I almost texted you guys because we had a text thread going, um, yeah. and uh, was like, it's International Women's Day. Who's buying me a drink? And then I was like, you know what? No need to exploit your pals for that. Oh man, yeah, that would have killed me. I'm right. like, yeah. I think I just wanted to go get a drink. But, yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I owe you, I owe you an international No, I think you bought me M&M's yesterday. Oh, no, you no, didn't. Ken, that, was yeah, Ken. that was Ken. That was Ken. 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 Yeah. Shout out Ken. Yeah. M&M procurement. Ken, yes. <laughs> Our M&M hookup. You got me crispy mint M&M's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How are those? They're interesting. They're <laughs> like exactly what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just, I mean, they're like not thin M&Ms. Mints and M&Ms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a crunch. I yeah. mean, but the thing is, he got those, he got Sour Patch Kids, mm-hmm. and he got, oh God, what are they called? The Cadbury Mini Eggs? What? Oh, those and, are out now. And yeah, snuck yeah. all of that into the movie theater. <laughs> and so I was just like, I can't deal with all this candy near me. And, and because I kind of wanted the classic M&M texture, oh. I kept going for the mini egg yeah. rather than the crispy oh. mint M&M. I wish there was like a classic M&M that had mint with it. Oh, okay. So just you know, a mint chocolate. straight up mint chocolate M&M. Mint chocolate M&M. Um, Maybe dark chocolate. It seems like... There would be a flavor like that out, but I'm straight up just peanut M and M's peanut, all the yep, way. Yeah, that, yep. that's my, that's my. You had a lot of peanut M and M's left over last <sighs> night. Yeah, I was like, "Is he going to finish those?" <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take this one with me. Here's a secret: I finished them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's protein. And uh, chocolate and caffeine. Big helping keeping teaspoon of shame. <laughs> shame and sugar. Shame. No shame in that game. Uh, Don't yeah. worry, I'll be talking about eating things later. In this yeah. Oh, okay, episode. right. On. So, yeah. yeah. M&M's if you want any good ideas for flavors, I don't really have any. I was just going to say like what's a good idea? That yeah. I the first thing came to mind was bananas. Oh. I was like that sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> sounds like something they'd like test in a lab and then be like Ooh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. Open the window. Throw it out. <laughs> we can't let this out. There's like horns and sirens blazing. <laughs> burr, burr, <laughs> evacuate, evacuate. <laughs> Lock down. It's a factory that has like a water running next to it. You know, oh, like a, it's like a mill situation. And then there's all the like rejected M&Ms like Ooh, yeah. being dumped out the window. <laughs> How did we? This feels better. Laughing at M and M's. Laughing at M and M's. What else you got? Palate cleanser. Yeah, palate cleanser. <laughs> Thank you, M and M's. So what else? Oh, so well, I guess in, in keeping with the uh, International Women's Day in March being, you know. Well, Women's History Month is March Women's History. Month? I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> See how much. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm over it. <laughs> so, Imaginary Worlds released an episode, their latest episode, which was the Tales of Margaret Brundage, and uh, Margaret Brundage was an illustrator in the 1930s for pulp magazines, and so Ooh. her. 
pulp magazines covers like for weird tales and that strain of like they're classic and iconic if you look her up or if you look up weird tales and you see covers from the 19th you will see the examples of her work which is like super vivid glowing but very like erotic and you know like depictions of you know in their depiction of women and and so forth yeah, so yeah. It, like yeah, but you know landmark in terms of you know this was what was uh, going on in the publishing world back then. And it was interesting because the fact that she actually originally did her work and wrote her attribution as M. Brundage so people wouldn't know she yeah. was a woman. I think when as a scandal sort of or attention grew and people were like scandalized about it, the publisher said, well, it's actually a lady who, <laughs> who did these illustrations. Well, actually, <laughs> you know? she's allowed to draw boob. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yes. I think that's the title of our episode. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> but fascinating story. I mean, she was kind of the premier illustrator through the sort of that heyday or peak of publishing. But later in life, you know, as it you know came to pass that you know they they clamped down on sort of oh. standards and so forth that uh, you know she decided to actually pull back and ended up doing a lot of social activism work and helped found a an artist sort of basically an artistic I guess nonprofit or charity basically working with black kids in Chicago because mm-hmm. that's where she was actually from she was from Illinois she was actually a high school uh, classmate of Walt Disney oh whoa yeah yeah so it was kind of wild but she was you know very active in like you know sort of just progressive politics and mm-hmm. so forth and you know, lost money, lost pay because of, you know, wanting to, you know, stay true to that level of activism. So it's kind of like, you know, incredible to see like the life she, you know, she had and the conviction she had from even after she was, did what she's famous for and known for. So that sounds like a great episode. Fantastic. Who does Imaginary Worlds? If you know it, off the top of your head, no pressure. Uh, Eric Malinsky is the host and produces the show. I don't, I can't remember. I don't know if he's doing it under a umbrella organization. I, I, I forgot to look that up. So no, actually, no, no, no yeah. pressure. I'm just um, wondering, I, I can picture the logo in my head, mm-hmm, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've actually listened to it or yeah. just heard about it from you. Yeah, but it's definitely worth checking out their imaginaryworldspodcast.org. And actually, it was their podcast that introduced me to Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Did yeah. they talk about Harry they, Potter they and the Sacred Text? They interviewed the host, Casper oh, uh, and Vanessa. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I, and I'd always meant to go back and actually listen to episodes, but I'll the Harry Potter and the, the Sacred Harry text. Potter yeah. and Sacred Text. But that's actually my one of my new to me <laughs> episodes or, or shows uh, is Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, which I actually. Last weekend, had started binging as a palate cleanser from listening to the audio version of The Shining. So <laughs> I was right. like, "Okay, I got to get this out of my head. I need something pleasant. I need something just that has goodness in the world." And, and that was it. It was perfect. Actually, I don't think I could handle the audio of The Shining. Of The Shining, it was rough, <laughs> and it had taken me a while. I think I had started listening to it, got halfway through, and then I think I took about a month off. <laughs> and you went back. And then I went back. I was like, okay, I've got to finish this because I just, you know, complete the, the ADD completionist in me. Yeah. I wanted to just, or OCD rather. And I just wanted to get it done. But it was, yeah, it was kind of tough going to <laughs> get that finished. Yikes. But yeah, yeah. So 
If you need an antidote for some <laughs> horror watching or reading, then I'd rec- highly recommend Harry Potter and the Sacred Text for it's that. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it, well-deserving. It's, it's yeah. absolutely just, they're joyful. I actually, I you know, messaged them just to let them know how much. Yeah, you Because, know, uh, you know, it, it really, you know, they, they uh, touch on some really great And things. you're not a huge Harry Potter person, are oh, you? I've read it all. Read it I've all. seen all yeah. the movies. So, yeah, I mean, I So you're I a huge it. Harry Potter person. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, I can't, you know, I, I mean, like I can probably name my house, but I, I can't Raven like Claw. quote things chapter. I wonder, actually, I mean, I might be a Ravenpuff or a Huffleclaw. <laughs> Huffleclaw. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think uh, I've gotten both in time when I've taken the sword attack quizzes. So. <laughs> My nieces are so into it. They've yeah. made me take the test multiple times yeah. <laughs> and then argued about like, well, she should be in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be in your houses. Uh, that's <laughs> that's, that's kind of great. <laughs> it's really cute. They're awesome. funny. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've taken up two. Do you have a, oh, another one? That um, you, uh, well, I could go into the new to me, but I, mm. I mentioned I won't do that yet. I mentioned Dark Cast last week. Mm-hmm. I still I just really like them. It's <laughs> like every Wednesday I'm like, oh, Dark Cast, and they did an episode this week called Peach Pit After Dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Do you know what the yeah, you're like? You look confused. Yeah. I don't know if you were a Beverly Hills 90210 oh, person. Oh no, my sister was the yeah. 90210. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, um, oh no, I, I, well, I, and Melrose because I remember it was. Melrose Melrose, Place. Melrose Mondays. <laughs> oh my gosh! About that, so. I think yeah. I think Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero was like Thursdays at first because yeah. it was okay. one of those like ooh Thursday night. Right, I might right. be wrong. My brother and I were really into Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero. Like watch it together, and uh, I don't know why I just have like very nice memories of like enjoying the show mm-hmm. when we were young, and. Luke Perry, who played Dylan McKay, died this week. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. Peach Pit After Dark, the episode that Dirtcast did, was recorded before Luke Perry died. Oh, really? So it was just, like, coincidental that they had recorded this episode. And it was all about 90210, kind Mm -hmm. of the history, and then having, like— 28-year-olds play 17-year-olds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always remember the Simpsons episode where they, I, I guess, they had Luke Perry or whatever the Luke Perry analog to the yes. team show was. Yeah, and yeah. then he's like smiled. <laughs> face filled with wrinkles. wrinkles. Like little well, smile lines. Like, I think that was Luke Perry. Luke was, Perry was on the Simpsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely could like laugh at himself, Exa- you know? Yeah, yeah. I heard a few podcasts talking about him too and they were yeah. saying like how he would was willing to poke fun at him. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of understood like his place in the you know in you know what what his impact was and you know through that character and through 90210 so yeah. and, and didn't like kind of you know, fight against it right, in the, in the right, sense where right. it was like really, that's just in my past, don't talk about it. Right, yeah. right. No, no, he didn't have that like weird pride that like oh yeah yeah we won't talk about the role that made me famous right and yeah he more recently was playing Archie's dad right, on, on Riverdale, Riverdale. Yeah. so Fred Andrews and I swear like Fred Andrews is like the best dad I was just uh-huh. like why is Archie Andrews such a 
fucking because he really is on River. I mean, I'm a big Riverdale fan. Anyone who wants to talk about Riverdale, any anytime I finish watching an episode, I'm like, I have nowhere to turn. No one I am friends with watches this show. Like I go to the internet and like read like people's tweets about it. But Riverdale fans get at us. I know. Gilead here left hanging. But Luke Perry was excellent on this Mm. show. He's excellent, and it was like it's like Luke Perry, Molly Ringwald, Skeet Ulrich, Madkin. I cannot remember how to pronounce her last name from Twin Peaks. Oh, Shelley yeah, from yeah, Twin yeah. Peaks. They all play the parents on Riverdale. What? Oh, I didn't yeah, know Yeah, it's that. incredible. Oh, so wild. they've like brought all these people back from <laughs> so the shows I watched, you yeah, know, when I was yeah, younger, yeah. and to play the parents. And Luke Perry is just like great as mm-hmm. as as Fred Andrews. Very yeah. endearing, like yeah. nice guy around town. Mm-hmm. And so I just watched yes last week's episode. I watched it yesterday mm-hmm. and. And when he came on the screen, I was like, oh, like, I just yeah. felt it in my gut. And yeah. I had texted my brother and sister-in-law, you know, just being like, wow, Luke Perry's death made me really sad. Mm. And then my brother, of course, is like, seems like a lot of young people are having strokes these days. Do you know if that's a thing? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Googling it. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. I'm like, you're not going to have a stroke. Oh. It's going to be okay. And he's yeah. like, since when are you Miss Cleo? Like, since when are you? Psychic. I'm imitating my little brother, who's not that little, and actually was not in hysterics about it. But I don't know. I was like, yes, Luke Perry died of a stroke. I think he it just sucks. wanted to call you Miss Cleo. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then I told that story to my husband, uh, and he's like, who's Miss Cleo? He apparently did not Kyle, watch television. No, not 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 late no, enough. Anyway, no, no, <laughs> you had so. to be you had to be watching like at I'm one Ms. in the morning. Cleo. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to be watching TV at one in the morning. It's true. Totally. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, uh, the Dirtcast episode uh, about 90210. Yeah. Just if you have any interest in, in 90210 that era, or if you're, you know, a more recent Luke Perry fan from watching Riverdale. In other yeah. words, if you're, like, a teenager, <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we're fine. For, we're, we're, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can hang with us old folks. And <laughs> I didn't mean you shouldn't be listening to this. I just meant like every once in a while we say a bad word. Yeah. Naughty us. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. That's me slapping my own wrist. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, rest in peace, Luke Perry. Yeah. 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 It's weird. As we get older, just... More people who are important to us culturally are going to die. It is a fact. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, it was, I mean, to digress a bit, you know, we went to see Captain Marvel yesterday mm-hmm. with the gang and eating all that candy. And, you know, that was Stan Lee's last yeah. cameo. Or, well, actually, it might not be. It was one of the last cameos that was filmed for uh, with Stan Lee. I think he might have one in Far From Home or something. I, th- I think he I might have a couple. Is. The Spider-Man, the next. Oh, Spider-Man. oh, the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I think there uh, might still be a couple more Stanley, you know, cameos coming up. But this was the second one I'd seen since his passing. I mean, the first one being, you know, uh, animated on in uh, Into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. So yeah, good. which you know the crowd cheered when they saw him on the screen. And you know, I even I welled up the first time I saw him. But even then, like seeing you know seeing him on screen and actually you know seeing him, seeing him. And the funny thing was since, well, spoilers in three, two, one. So if you don't want to know anything about 
Captain Marvel and if you've, or you don't want to know any Easter eggs or anything like that, just tune out for the next 15 seconds. So they show him <laughs> on the bus yeah. and he's reading from the script for Mallrats, yeah, which he was I, in in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know he was in Mallrats. I was like, yeah. wait, I don't understand why he's, I, I mean, I got it because it was like it's a 90s reference yeah, and the scene yeah. takes place in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. So that, I mean, seeing him alone was like a sort of thing, but then also the homage, like, oh, at this time he was actually hooking up with, you know, getting getting in the, in the movie with Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. And I had seen a post on Instagram, Kevin Smith, like, really teary-eyed and stuff, but it was, and he was saying, I got shouted out in Captain Marvel. I was like, okay, no more, I can't read this, because yeah. <laughs> I would yeah, yeah, want yeah. any spoilers. But then seeing that, I was like, oh, connecting the dots, and Again, thinking of that impact, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like a double whammy because yeah. I'm thinking of Kevin Smith seeing that, and you know, that was the first time he really interacted with Stan Lee as a you know sort of professional slash you know building a relationship towards the friendship he had with right. him, and so you know, yeah, it, you can see like, oh, this this that was that was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, R.I.P. to the folks who are. Losing too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And get your uh, cholesterol checked, folks. Yeah. <laughs> be, be good to yourselves. Yeah. And drink a lot of water. Yeah. I, I read an article by someone who was writing about how she had a stroke, and she was oh, like, uh, part of it was that she was dehydrated, and I'm uh, like, immediately chugged like a giant jar of water. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. What do you have? <laughs> what do like you have? <laughs> Should I clap into the microphone? <laughs> Let's see. Well, one more I'll mention. Again, uh, this was uh, from Mozilla IRL, or the IRL podcast from Mozilla. Um, it's hosted by Manoush Zamaradi, and she basically picks topics in and around the technology world and kind of IRL being in real life, the internet is real life kind of thing. Mm. Basically looking at how, you know, the internet and technology affect our lives, period. So this episode specifically was what if women built the internet? And it talked about like, you know, with, you know, the problems that we're seeing in terms of security and bullying, mm-hmm. stalking, and you know, personal safety and privacy, yeah. and all the other issues that we're seeing, you know, with you know, social networking and, and, and the internet in general. What if the companies that we are relying on building this infrastructure uh, had more representation, you know, uh, right. greater representation of women specifically, but also just across the board, gender and, you know, and ethnicity and so forth. And so she interviews founders of a startup uh, that was, you know, an e-commerce startup doing, you know, trying to bring more uh, or repre- more of a representative platform or at least an, a more open platform for uh, selling and sharing art and talk to another founder of a nonprofit <clears throat> that is working to bring to support women in technology mm. working in technology and really trying to kind of you know support them as they uh, move further through their career and then yeah, <laughs> Gilly just pointed to the <laughs> the bumper sticker on her laptop, which is uh, I 
support women in tech. So <laughs> That's <laughs> right my on. work laptop. Oh, yeah. My laptop at home has a sticker on it that says, my feminism is not for sale. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So <laughs> right on. So home this, and away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just living it, you know, just uh, kind of keeping the, keeping the brand in sync. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. That sounds so, great. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely I recommend this just for, you know, for anybody who's working in tech or anybody who's thinking about the current and technology and stuff, I, I, you know, it, it was, you know, thoughtful, mindful, thought-provoking episode, and you know, you know, just important. I mean, being a, you know, working for a tech company mm-hmm. and and having been in technology for like twenty years you know, plus, it it uh, you know, started to see some shifts, which is which is good. I mean, I'm really encouraging, but it's like you know, you, we want to be. I think even double down now and be even more mindful and be even more aggressive in pushing for change because I, you know, realize that you know this this is way overdue. Matriarchy know? now. <laughs> yes, matriarchy now. www.matriarchynow.com. Yeah. Damn straight. I, I just I hope <laughs> no one knows that. <laughs> if you do, please okay. give me some money. Um, yeah, I remember my mom talking to me once and she was like, "Well." If women ran this, it would be like that. And I was like, yeah, you got a point, Mom. Mm-hmm. What went wrong? <laughs> well, oh. there's a really good uh, – I always talk about this, but if you ever watch – Is it Behind the Bastards? No. Okay. You talk this about that a lot. I know. I know. No, this week it's uh, fellow Michigander Michael Moore and his documentary, Where to Steal From Next. Oh, you don't talk about or that. Or where lot. to invade next. Oh, where um, to invade next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, not not here, but I feel oh. like I've talked to my friends about it. Have you seen that yet? <laughs> I have not. Oh, have you seen that? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're recommending okay. it to me right oh, now. Oh, well, right on. Well, awesome, because the, you know, basically it goes from country to country, like looking at different issues. And one of the, I feel like one of the most poignant and, and the strongest, one of the most moving pieces of it was when he goes to Iceland to talk about oh, the yeah. market yep. crash and how Iceland has a policy in place that boards of companies, or at least they, I think they started the policy that the boards of companies have to have at yeah, least 50% yep. represent, women, yeah. you know, women representation. And so balancing the board for one, and also the fact that I think when there there are a few banks that had gone under from, you know, very mm-hmm. sort of, you know, laissez-faire kind of lending practices that, you know, companies in Europe were taking advantage of or companies worldwide were taking advantage of. When th- those companies crashed, those were predominantly male boards versus the banks that had predominantly uh, predom- were predominantly headed by women mm-hmm. and predominantly female boards. They were considerably more stable. And it goes to that sort of the discussions at the time of like, you know, risk taking and you know care with you know sort of finances and sort of making fiduciary mm-hmm. decisions and like having not, you know having those boards those organizations being underrepresented uh, women being up, underrepresented on those companies within those companies made them inherently vulnerable yeah so it's like again i, I feel, you know that kind of making the argument for on just the fiscal level, let alone just like this is what's right. <laughs> this is socially yeah. just beyond yeah. what uh, you know. Fi- you know what the economics dictate. I mean, maybe it's obvious, but I, I think 
every day. (laughs) I get hit over the head every day with, like, homogeny is bad. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a room of people who are all the same, you know, or come from the same places or think the same or have the same kind of privileges, the product you put out is is not going to be great. The way you do business is it's not going to be as good as it would be if you had someone in there saying actually no or maybe you don't have to say actually or just saying (laughs) in my experience or can we look at it this way it's just like your team is going to be more effective you know or even like groups of friends like it's going to be more dynamic yeah be more flexible yeah it's going to be more interesting Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I don't get why you'd want to hang around with people or work with people who are just like you unless you just want to feel propped up all the time. Look into right. your reflection. Right, right. <laughs> until you drown in the pool. <laughs> I, you know, I get, and I, but I also get the power, like, well, the, you know, power thing. I but, mean, uh, yeah, or in, in, I guess in my case, thinking about like queer people or like, th- there is like, I want to hang out with other queer people. Well, yeah. But, yeah, that's a different thing than having a board that's all men. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like the power of hanging out with people who are like you, but then mm-hmm. the power of spending time, or I think it's more like work related, working with people who. Well, when you're are in an underrepresented like group, your 90% of your time is spent with people who are different than yeah. you. I mean, if you think of your professional life and you think of, you know, you know if, you're, if you're a professional, if you're in higher ed, a student, you know, you're a student going to, you know, going yeah. through higher ed or anything like it's that. Working you're going to, a job. Working a job. You're going to be around people who aren't like you, who aren't always thinking like you and so forth. So definitely, you know, you know as a you, you spend so much of your life in that mix already. So it's kind of when you're not part of an underrepresented group, yeah, there's a reason to to do the work required to maybe see why why is this space homogenous and and maybe look to do something about it. I think that's I think that's a and and not just again because it's fair, but you know it's like looking at your own quality of life and right. the, you know your the, the quality of your own thinking, decision-making, right. and just, you know, every, and just the richness of your life. You know? Yeah. So I think it's, you know, <laughs> yay for, <laughs> uh, so we, we mix in a lot of, we mix in some new to me uh, yeah. podcasts and stuff, but like, I have a new to me that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. It's called Scam Wow. <laughs> like Sham Wow, only it's Scam Wow. Oh my so gosh. Like S-C-A-M. Yeah. Wow, um, and it's kind of <laughs> it's really funny. It's and it's two comedians, um, Sue Smith and Caitlin Brodnick, out of uh, LA. Uh-huh. It's a pretty new podcast. Uh-huh. It seems like it was started in October, and hmm. it's put out by More Banana Productions. I know nothing about okay. this and nothing about these people really, but I read about it and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna check this banana. out. Ding, ding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I started. I was like, I'm just gonna check out an episode, and mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of this scam, so I'm gonna listen to this one. Mm-hmm. The episode is called Baron Von F-word. <laughs> Baron Von Fuck. Clark Rockefeller. And so it's a, it's about... Do you know anything about Clark Rock, this Clark Rockefeller? I have guy? heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So... When you said Baron Von, there's a comedian called... His name is Baron Von. Oh. And so when you no, started no, saying no, that, no. I was like... No, no, no. Baron Von Baron Fuck. Baron Von Fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there's a guy, I don't know, his actual name was Christian, he mm-hmm. was from Germany, and then he came to the U.S., and he said he was named Christopher Crow and Christopher uh-huh. Chinchester, uh-huh. and Clark Rockefeller, a.k.a. James Frederick Mills Clark Rockefeller. <laughs> he claimed to be part of the Rockefeller family, <laughs> you know, pretended to be a filmmaker mm-hmm. working on, like, the new version of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, oh, like, okay. got a job in finance until they realized he, like, actually had no qualifications, mm-hmm. married rich, <laughs> murdered people, kidnapped his own oh, daughter. Okay. And I remember reading an article Did about him. I tell him. you I was also the Lindbergh baby? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then there's a story about his social security number that he used to apply for jobs with. You have to listen to the what, podcast. Was it all zeros? <laughs> no, no. But it's it's a just an interesting detail that it, I think people should listen so they can. Oh, definitely it's check very it out. weird. But when I first heard about the story, I I was just was reading Vanity Fair, and they always have a kind of a weird article sprinkled in there about some like weird case or mm-hmm. like this Hollywood mystery you didn't know about. And <laughs> I started reading, it and I was like, "Is this for real? This is crazy!" Right. And I was getting a haircut. Or I think I was, like, getting my hair done or something. Okay. And it was time to, like, get the dye wash out of my hair. And I was like, I just put the art. I have to keep reading this article. This <laughs> and I was like, well, my scalp's going to burn, so I should probably just put this magazine down. And then I think I, like, they let me take the magazine home or, like, a charity. I was like, but I have to finish reading this. Or I might have I stayed have, there. I, <laughs> but um, and my favorite murder also did an episode on him. Mm, so mm. I, I was like, oh, I got to check out their episodes. And then I just, like, let it kept playing. Like keep yeah. playing, and I listened to a couple other episodes. Oh, nice. So did the one about Movie Pass, oh, yeah. the, the scam that is Movie Pass, and then the one That's I got, the one I, I super recommend was called DoTerra, Young Living, and Caitlin's Infomercial Scam. Oh, wow. Okay. So it focuses on multi-level marketing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the and, magnificent world of MLMs. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So DoTerra and Young Living are companies that are like. Use these essential oils to cure what ails you, and you know, it's nonsense. But the part I really liked about the episode was that one of the hosts, Caitlin, talked about how you know she kind of got sucked into doing an infomercial. She's an actress, was looking for work, and she was going to get married, and it was an infomercial about a weight loss product. So she started like doing this this like weight loss regimen for oh. the infomercial oh, no, no, and no. actually developed an eating disorder. Oh god, no. And uh. it was a huge scam anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I won't give anything more than that away and also we will link to some resources <laughs> related to <laughs> eating disorders. Yeah, uh, but it brought up a lot of when I was listening to it it brought up a lot of stuff for me around mm-hmm. like how ma- manipulative marketing is, of course, yeah. but especially you know, marketing to people like preying on their mm-hmm. their shame about yeah. their bodies and it's predatory in yeah, its own way. It's, yeah. yeah. It's really disturbing. Uh, and, you know, also I feel like it's like this easy fix stuff, like you know, don't believe what the scientists and the doctors are saying. We we talked about anti vaxxers mm-hmm, recently. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we need to get into that again. But <laughs> they you know, know I'm shilling for the just big vax. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. big facts. <laughs> so I would totally recommend Scam Wow. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's a little like poppy, bubbly, yeah. goofy. Well, it makes but me th- th- they're hitting on a lot of really interesting things. Oh, right so, on. It yeah. makes me think of frequent uh, 
daily zeitgeist guest, uh, Lacey Mosley, mm-hmm. the scam goddess. Oh, yeah, scam goddess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loves, loves I love hearing about a scam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she has a podcast coming up soon. I'll, I'll have to look for it and maybe add it to the show notes. But uh, I, I think it's... I don't know if it's out already or if it's going to be coming out, but I think she might be doing something that I don't know if it's scam related or scam adjacent. But I, I'm guessing probably since you know, her handle is the scam goddess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's know. very funny. Oh, she's hilarious. So she was on. I said I wouldn't talk about it, but she was on an episode of Behind the Bastards that was <laughs> fantastic. So just just look. You guys, I won't Alozie say. sweats behind the. Oh. Alozie is the ultimate behind the bastards. Don't tell fan. Him. And uh, there's. Another. Did you say fan or Stan? I said Stan. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no, okay, no. I didn't know that Stan was like Eminem reference. Yeah. I thought it meant like I stand for. Or I, I don't well, know. It's a play on words. I'm going to dye my hair blonde and wear a white tee and a baseball. <laughs> Eminem, another like problematic musician. And whenever they play his songs in a particular exercise class that I enjoy very much, mm. I'm like, yes, it's like so gonna get me through this like this workout because I like, yeah. you know, it's got a good rhythm and you know, yeah, it's it's this is no movie, there's no Mackay Pfeiffer. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. problem. Yeah, he's got. I, I would, yeah. As a fellow Detroiter, <laughs> you know it. You know behooves me to, you know, stress the impact that he's had on the, the you know hip hop in terms of music and as an MC. But yeah, there's definitely stuff he's you know said that you know kind of. It also you know you think about you know stuff that you know well I guess. You know, in terms of looking at toxic masculinity and stuff, and you know, kind of seeing it as the generational problem, because you know, it's definitely stuff that you know, I and you know, guys in my generation, you know, straight guys in my generation, grappling with, and uh, you know, kind of didn't see a lot of pushback against. Mm. You know, no, for of, sure. You know, especially in terms of homophobia and stuff. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of kind of unlearning and that that you know I had to do and I think uh, you know a lot of my you know peers from you know then had to do you know if, yeah. they're, if they if they're you know and so yeah it's uh yeah it, it's hard I mean I you know I still rock Eminem and you know, yeah. 12 and no that's what I was saying it's it's, it's like, hard <laughs> you know it's like you know I mean you hear lyrics that in songs that you know you were Totally, you know, you were all about, especially, you know, looking at 90s, you know, music in the 90s and hip-hop in the 90s. I mean, you know, I listen to stuff now. I was like, yeah, I really, I love the song. I love the beat. But damn, why do they have to say that? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. why I get my phone out and check lyrics before yeah. I get up to do karaoke sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, well, I know that song backwards and forwards. And I'm like, oh, but. There are words in this song that I'm I not should not. That. Even if <laughs> yeah. I think like, oh, I'll do a good job, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't get up and do that. And the other day, someone teaching a class played uh, "Gold Digger" by Kanye West, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> but I was also like, great song, can't stop moving my feet. Like, takes you back to the beginning of this yeah. podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, not an okay story to tell, but yeah. 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 Another 
podcast put out by Morbidana Productions is mm. called Sweet, which is a lady's guide to bro culture. And I've not <laughs> listened to it yet, but I am really excited about it. I listened I listened to a couple other things instead of listening to that. Yeah. And that, like I was going to check out some some other new things, but <laughs> but I'm going to check that out uh, and I will report back. I, I might have to listen to that too. Then we can do a book re- or podcast book report <laughs> together, a joint book report. <laughs> Impressions, Sweet. Sweet. A class project. Yes. <laughs> you got some new to you? Well, I already mentioned the oh, main right. one. There's a podcast I've actually been listening to for a while, but they kind of did a reboot and they switched networks. The Nerdist Network used to have a, the, com- uh, the comics writer, the comics writers panel uh, podcast, which was kind of a spinoff of the Nerdist Writers Panel podcast, which. The writers panel kind of interviewed, I think it was hosted by Ben Blacker, and I can't remember the name of the other host, uh, so forgive me for that. But they interviewed writers for television, for film, as well as comics and so forth. And then they spun off the comics writers panel so to specifically focus on comics writers and, and artists. And it's now called the Comic Book Commentary uh, <laughs> podcast, which is, uh, I think, forever dog is the network that uh, you know sort of putting it out there and still hosted by Ben Blacker who's a comics writer himself and they interview writers about current work and stuff and also they do a com- they invite writers to sort of do a commentary on specific issues and so one of the ones I think I shared it on my Instagram feed a recent episode was Captain Marvel number one mm-hmm. with uh, Kelly Thompson yeah, who's the did, yeah. current writer yeah. and it was great I mean just for me, it's like having the opportunity to hear an artist, to hear a creator mm-hmm. kind of walking you through their process in creating a work. So you can sit there with the comic open, flipping through as she talks about the, oh, the story cool. panel by panel yeah. and like gives you some of the behind the scenes stuff like, oh, you know, I had no idea how this was going to be drawn. So I just kind of said, I kind of want this to happen through it at the, uh, uh, the penciler and they came back and blew me away, and it's like my favorite pound block. You know, so hearing That's that so kind cool. of stuff was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that 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 was awesome. You know, and somebody who's kind of you know working on writing fiction himself. You know, it's 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 really you know cool to hear folks who are in it and like talking about their challenges and the way they kind of thought processes through solving story problems and things like that. So, if you are geeky about comics or creator, you know, be, or or any sort of creative pursuit, I would say definitely check out that. Uh, yeah, that comic series. book commentary. Comic book commentary. Okay. Yeah, and check out that episode. I think that was an awesome episode. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, all I had for <laughs> new to me anyway. So it's kind of a new to me in that they've sort of changed. You know, they've changed networks and name and sort of look and all that. So it's a sort of a, a refresh, rebranding, a rebranding, a refresh <laughs> of an existing platform, but a good one. Brand awareness, brand management. Yes. Brand branding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brand, 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 brand. You got some <laughs> oh, yeah. odd news about podcasting. Yeah, well, just kind of you know, for your throwing things happening. One bit of joy is that Science Versus comes back this week. So, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so we get to hear more of Wendy Zuckerman. Wendy Zuckerman. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, do our best not to butcher her accent when we uh, <laughs> Okay, I just realized that I've never seen Wendy Zuckerman. Uh 
Like, I've never looked at a picture yeah, of her. Yeah. And in my head, I've been picturing Wendy from the Wendy's restaurant. Oh, God, no. The hamburger places. I've been picturing Wendy with the red hair. I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, Wendy's Ackerman, red hair, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, where did I get that idea? And like, I have been picturing Wendy telling us all about yeah. science. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, at least it was like a, it, with an Australian a, a Wendy single, like <laughs> no, no, not a burger. <laughs> the burger itself with the it's yeah. a frost, like a little frosty uh, cup, and it's yeah. like with an Australian accent. <laughs> and you're listening to Science Versus. <laughs> I'm a tiny frosty, a frosty junior, a junior frosty. Junior That's what they're called. Yeah. You know, I tried a frosty a few years ago, and mm. I was like, I can't go. Like, I'm too fucking old to eat a Frosty. It's too sugary. <laughs> it hurt my teeth. I was like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. Dipping a fries in it is the oh, best. It's the best. Oh, and gosh. I apparently can't do it anymore. Oh. oh. All I can do is eat mini eggs and complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not sugary at all. I'm not wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Science versus, science versus is back this back. week. Oh, that's great. The, uh, you know. I think I mentioned last week, or not last week, but the last episode that Spotify, you know, their news was announced that Spotify had recently purchased Gimlet Media. Mm -hmm. Following that, I also, you know, heard with that story, or, or actually following that story, I heard that they also bought, it was the company, what, what are they called again? Sorry. Spotify. I, Anchor. Netflix. Anchor. I'm just going to companies. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, they Wendy's. bought... Wendy's. <laughs> they bought Wendy's. McDonald's. So, so now, yes. <laughs> Wendy's Zuckerman will be replaced by Frosty. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, talking Frosty. They're working on the technology as we speak. No, I'm kidding. They already have it. Zuckerberg <laughs> built a talking Frosty. Sentient Frosties. Oh, no. <laughs> they can host your podcast and then you can eat them. Yay. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, hey, so Spotify, you know, has bought Anchor.fm, which is uh, like oh, a yeah. hosting and production yeah. and monetizing platform for podcasts. And so it's kind of, you know, a lot of news about Spotify really going, going in hard in, in terms of dedicating itself to, you know, bringing, you know, to, to creating and bringing podcasts into its platform, but also kind of being an all-encompassing platform as far as audio. And They're not wrong. They're not wrong. I mean, it really is. I mean, they're in, in a way, they're doing it the, really the right – they're doing it the right way in terms of really kind of trying to corner a market in that, in that mm -hmm. business. Then, you know, the phrase that came up in those articles and then in just in general that has been coming up a lot is the sort of Netflix of podcasts. Who is going to be the Netflix oh. of podcasts kind of thing? So, always, you know, as a trope, really, because, I mean, there's every business is looking at or every startup is looking at, well, is it going to be the Netflix of this or where? It's gonna... always the Netflix or the Uber. Yeah. Like, or the, you know, like the Uber of blah, blah. Like right. Something that delivers or picks up something. I mean, the Netflix total... of the, like whatever delivers the media yeah, too. Yeah. Exactly. Total pitch meeting, like investor mm -hmm. <laughs> VC sort of bait kind of Right, of right, 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 right. Um, it's like Jaws, but with mice. Right. Whatever. Well, it's funny because they're... <laughs> Jaws, but with mice. <laughs> we call it whiskers. <laughs> really tiny violins. <laughs> the cheese is swimming across the bowl. You can't picture of milk. the pause I'm making with my. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Nose wrinkled. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so that, you know, just seeing that phrase, it's, and articles have been sort of bandying that about since as early as 2015 and probably even before that, you know, talking about, you know, different companies, organizations, or even just the idea of there being a Netflix of podcasts, which to me, I, I, I guess I grapple with it because I think of podcasts as being a democratization of mm-hmm. media. You know, RSS is freely available and, it's, you know, the RSS being how podcast is, you know, the technology behind delivering and syndicating podcasts in, so that uh, you can actually get it, you can actually subscribe and right. get it delivered to yeah. whatever platform you're actually using. So that there doesn't have to actually be a central authority for the distribution of podcasts any more than there has to be a central authority for the your accessing web page Google notwithstanding and Facebook notwithstanding. Sure. So you know it's it's so my sort of you know if you talk about me standing for anything I'm you know very much you know you know an open source user I'm using an open source laptop from an, uh, from a you know it's a linux laptop from a company that's dedicated to building linux uh, hardware and I you know you know believe strongly in open standards and open open source and open hardware and such and thinking about that the development of the podcasting world in terms of parsing it out into cul-de-sacs and firewalls and stuff like that or paywalls and such I I see that that is is very much a likely development for the business what will it do for the world of podcasting well I I, I, you know for me it's you know I grapple with like is it a good development or or what will it ultimately have a positive impact or will it ultimately be more limiting in terms of you know the variety of content that we see the variety of creators yeah. you know because uh it's nice to see a space where you know a lot of a lot of folks are just trying things and just kind of trying to figure things out and you know kind of it's kind of a scrappy sort of uh space yeah there. yeah It's not going to stop being scrappy. Not yet, anyway. Right. I mean, even if you think about it, the way I look at, like, a lot of the content that's on, that's that's turned out to be, like, TV shows that are on platforms like Hulu or HBO Go Mm -hmm. or Netflix started out as web series that someone just produced and, like, threw up on Vimeo or put up on YouTube and put up for free. And then Broad City being a prime example of that. Was Insecure? Insecure, yep. Yeah. And um, High Maintenance. Like, Mm. these shows were great. And they came out of, like, a scrappy place. And, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I I was happy for all those people who who got some money, you know. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, dismissing your no, no, your no. thoughts or concerns. I'm just. Yeah. I know. That's why I put it out there because I, I feel like it's it's interesting. You know, to see this development happening and like knowing you know my own feelings about it. I, I'm you know hearing you know, what other how other people see it, what they have to say, or you know, as well as kind of what. Both what you're looking forward to, or what you might, uh, or what you at least want to see coming out of it. You know, if, yeah. if, if you know, if we are to be able to direct this with our dollars, then how do we want to be able to influence uh, yeah. how how it actually you know, does sort of shake out? And 
you know, I, I've said it before, there are podcasts uh, that are only available on certain platforms. So, like Crime Town, currently, I you know, right, right, has only been available on Spotify. So, yeah. I've been listening to that or Quest Love Supreme, which from the outset was uh, only available on Pandora. Still one of my favorite shows, so I think everybody should check it out. I actually, I should have mentioned this. This, is, this should have been like top of my list this week. I finally listened to the Michelle Obama interview that uh, Quest Love did oh. on Quest Love Supreme. Excellent. It had been released like I, I think weeks it. before, but I finally, I think it was either, I think it was last week, I finally actually listened to the episode, and which is absolutely fantastic so definitely I will go check yeah, that out yeah run don't walk <laughs> yeah I'm not an audiobook person at all but I'm thinking about getting becoming an audible member nope oh. uh, getting Michelle Obama's book oh, becoming yeah, as, an, as yeah. an audiobook I have because it. I, I haven't actually I heard to it a yet. clip of it and I was like you know what I think I would like to hear this in her voice rather than yep. than read it so yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I actually did get that for myself. So I, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I, I guess I had to finish The Shining first, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, so, be, so, Michelle Obama, <laughs> heal my brain. Yes, yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll sure. listen to you for hours just to clear that. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I was going to mention a couple things that are not podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, they are mm. um, things that you look at with your eyes. Oh, okay, cool. Television. I. <laughs> <laughs> I have really been enjoying a show called Dairy Girls, which is on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, actually, everything I was going to mention is on Netflix yeah. right now. But um, it's a <laughs> set in the 90s. <laughs> the Netflix of Netflix. <laughs> it's set in the 90s, and it's about Catholic a group of girls and one guy, buddies, friends, who go to Catholic school together, yeah. and it's kind of like Northern Ireland, yeah. the so Troubles. Dairy is in Dairy the City, not yeah. Dairy is in Milk and Cows. No, and no, no, cheese. not dairy. <laughs> dairy. Dairy. I think I thought it was Dairy Girls when mm. I first heard someone say it, but kind of started it on a whim, like, oh, yeah. this, looks so, this looks cute, and then it's, like, raunchy, yeah, yeah. really funny, and I, I'm. It's it was great. We finished it the other night, oh, and I was yeah. like, that was lovely. It was one of those, like, that was the last yeah. one moments. Is it like, uh, the, you know, sort of six-episode kind of yeah, thing? Six British, yeah, six episodes. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw the trailer for it, you know, on the Netflix queue, and I was like, oh, okay, this this actually looks like it might be hilarious. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very funny. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. And I... Finally got around to watching Shit's Creek. I don't know why I'd put it off. I, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, my no. God. <laughs> Have you watched it? I haven't. No, no. And Lozier. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, my it's gosh. It's so funny. It's uh, Eugene Levy. And, yeah, uh, and his son. Oh. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. I Wait, wish I could. His, I, oh. his son his developed action. it. Yeah. Oh, his son real life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they did it together. It was his son's idea. Mm-hmm. And then Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. is the mom, and I don't know the name of the actress who plays the sister. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah. And just, like, kind of arrested development level humor and okay. personalities and weirdness. Uh-huh. And, but not at quite it's surreal but not quite as surreal as Arrested mm-hmm. Development mm-hmm. and uh, I thought we would finish I thought there were three seasons on Netflix we finished the third season I was like oh my god such a great <laughs> ending and then yesterday I realized there was a fourth season on Netflix <laughs> and I was Did you drop everything? so excited well no because Kai was at an event and I was like well I can't watch it without him but uh, I texted him so like good. all caps like oh my gosh and um <laughs> 
We so watched an episode. Like multiple he's alerts like, while he's on, on stage. He's on a panel, right? <laughs> oh, oh no, I think God. something's going on at home. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, shit, Creek has a fourth season. <laughs> oh, I got to go. Sorry. Screw y'all. <laughs> he's like, I know later. you want to hear about uh, disability in art spaces, but um, oh. <laughs> so we watched an episode this morning, and it's a comedy, mm-hmm. but. I was crying. It was, and not la- laughing. Cry- I mean, like crying because it was so touching yeah. and sweet. And oh, it really is oh. like this season is just knocking me out. Oh, and, um, that's all, okay. Yeah, I was like, Kai, you better be crying. And, and he looks over, he's like, My, I, I'm tearing up. Are I'm you misty. cry shaming? <laughs> is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, because I was like, I'm not, I used to be a big crier. I'm not yeah. as much of a crier as I yeah, used to be. Yeah. But I was like, Oh my God, it's so sweet. I'm dying. Oh. <laughs> Thank goodness. I was just. Just misty, not dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that that sounds great. I'm going to have to put Shit's Creek on my list for sure. For me, well, I already mentioned that we we all went to see Captain Marvel yesterday, so I definitely it was a lot of fun. I recommend you know folks see it and you know enjoy. And you know, it was. I would say like don't go with expectations like through the roof, but it you, was know, good. you don't need it. It's, it's good. And it was solid and it was fun and going for fun. And, if you like superheroes. If you, and pina no. like cookies. No. Yeah, superheroes and, you know, eating lots of candy and just, just fun, fun twists and all that sort of thing. So check it out. Well worth it. But the other thing I've been kind of, well, the other thing I binged actually <laughs> just could not resist. I figured out that American Gods was available on demand through my yeah. cable service. As I was like, huh, it's I don't Neil wanna. Gaiman. Uh, Neil Gaiman, yeah. and it's actually the TV show. It, it, so the the TV show is on Stars, I think, and it's produced by Brian Fuller, produced and directed by Brian Fuller and an, another guy, but Brian Fuller who did. Pushing Daisies, who did Dead Like Me, Hannibal, I, mm. you know, just so many great shows that I love. <laughs> and so I was, I really wanted to see this. I loved the book American Gods, and I we actually signed up for Stars through Amazon Prime for a month, thinking, oh, oh well, we'll binge watch American Gods, uh-huh. and then we watched one episode and we didn't go back to it, and I oh, canceled really? the Star subscription. Uh, I'm not. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Excited to hear your take on it because I, Kai's a huge Neil Gaiman fan. Oh, and, you know, okay. All so, the comics and yeah, everything. Yeah, but. I guess uh, you know I'm, you know I was a Sandman fan and but I, you know I, I didn't read I, I read I ended up catching up with a lot of it through collections and stuff. But you know and I loved like the book Neverwhere was one is this still one of my favorite books and my uh, sister's a big Neil Gaiman fan. Yeah, too. yeah. He's great. I, I just finished Norse Norse mythology mm-hmm. actually, which was fantastic. And so yeah, I I dug it because I mean it, I feel like I think the audiobook version I listened to was actually a full cast recording, which was great, and that was a great way to experience the book. So I'd highly recommend that. The show it diverges. I mean, it's inspired. By, it's taking inspiration from the novel, and it's following the path of the novel, but it actually is making itself its own thing. It's it's it, it not not completely its own thing, but it's like it's adding in its some of its own elements or shifting some of the elements for you know for current time or you know or, or in, taking inspiration from current times, etc. There's a way that like each episode is introduced with a coming to America story. So kind of about like the sort of the history of 
these various gods coming yeah, into yeah. America through colonization, through immigration, and so or through actually already having been here. Yeah, you you're know. taking me back to the one episode I watched. I'm like, oh right, I think we were sleepy too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really the thing to watch when you're sleepy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd say it's it's worth picking up and checking it out. I I blew through it like in the course of a weekend so that's kind of a lost weekend (laughs) Um, uh, depends on how you look at television (laughs) consumption I think it's a valuable part of a balanced diet. As long as you're like as long as you're leaving the outside. house. <laughs> That's the thing. I have eating to, some vegetables. I have to make sure sometimes. So. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's easy to be a hermit this time of year. Yeah. You know, yeah. March is lioning crappy. right now. Yeah. You know? Oh, I wanted to say that Daniel Levy is Eugene Levy's son. Oh, who's a oh okay. the show. And then All the right. It's Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, David, Daniel Levy, and the woman who plays Alexis, the daughter, is named Annie Murphy. Okay, all right. And I just can't wait for you to watch it so we can imitate their voices. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll check. I'll, I'll make sure. I'm like, let's just veer back list. to what I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, season two for American Gods is going to be coming out soon, which is why I binged the first awesome. season. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's going to, that'll be an ad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all I think right. that's about it. Yeah. So thank you for listening, of course, as always. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you could rate us and review us. And if you could send us your recommendations, if you have a podcast that you like, or if you're producing a podcast, you know, send that along Definitely. to us and we will check it out. And you can send us your recommendations at castopods at gmail.com. That's C-A-S-T. O-P-O-D-S Bravo. at gmail.com <laughs> and you can also get us on Instagram and Twitter at Castapods we check Instagram probably a bit more frequently than oh, you know, like Twitter every 10 minutes <laughs> I have a problem shh don't tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you can get us on those channels and you can also check out our Facebook page just search for a cast of thousands podcast and yeah Our intro and outro music was by Black Bottom Collective. You can check out their album, People Mover, through Spotify and uh, other uh, preferred streaming platforms. Our logo is by Sam Holland, an incredible graphic artist, designer, lover of cats, all-around great guy. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sam. Audio engineering is by... Us. Gillian Bell and (laughs) Lucy Wilson. And, yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.